Angela. Phil Yoon. It was close. <laughs> Phil Yoon, like fill a cup, Yoon. There you go. Hello. How are y'all doing? I am well. I'm so excited to talk tonight. Excited to be here. Um, what a beautiful time of worship, my goodness. Yeah, God is just so good. We are, um, by the way, my name is Angela. I'm on staff here at First Assembly, and we're just really glad that you guys are here tonight. So we're in a series called Fire and Formation, and it's been a really great series. If you haven't, if this is your first time, there's tons of podcasts for you to listen, and I would encourage you to do so. And this series was, is regards to the discipline of the Christian life, the hard work. <laughs> Basically, how do we walk with Jesus? How do we walk in the way of Jesus? And our lives need to reflect him and his ways. And it's the kingdom of God. We've covered many topics, but tonight we are going to discuss forgiveness. Yeah, you guys love that topic. <laughs> So you know those friends that are in your life that actually like um, challenge you and you're like, shh, don't talk to me, yeah. you know? You know those friends that call you out on your stuff? Yeah. yeah. And you don't, and it's like a sensitive spot when they talk to you about something and you're like, please do not talk to me about that. Well, I'm going to be that friend to you all tonight. So you might not like me by the end of this message, but that's okay. I'm here to challenge you and myself. So before you close your heart, like uh, Cody said, I'm pretty sure he read my notes here, before you close your heart um, to my words tonight, because forgiveness is actually a really heavy topic, because it deals with your heart, um, I would really encourage you not to close your heart. And I ask that you would hear me out and be open to the message tonight. Forgiving is not always easy. In fact, it is more so difficult but let's just talk about it and see where it goes. So I'm gonna pray, the best thing to do. God, we love you. We are so thankful for who you are in our lives. And um, tonight, as we learn about the gift of forgiveness, I pray, God, that you would come in and that you would reveal who you are tonight to us. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into this place and I ask that you would move amongst the rows and the chairs that you would encircle everybody that is in this room tonight and you would start to soften their hearts if they're hard, that they would be able to receive this word tonight. So Holy Spirit, we welcome you in. And Jesus, we are so thankful that you have given us the greatest gift, and that's the gift of forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So some people find forgiveness really easy. Not many, but there are some. Or you have people that find it very difficult to forgive. And it really depends on so many different elements. It depends on who it is that has hurt you. It depends on if they're a repeat offender in your life. The magnitude of the offense, the betrayal, the wounding, how deep that wounding goes. And the misunderstanding, the rudeness of the individual. And I can continue. And we've all been there. We've all being the recipient of hurt, and we've all been the giver of hurt. And we've been on both sides. And we've needed forgiveness, and we've needed to forgive. And there's some people who have actually mastered the discipline of forgiveness and truly do forgive. 
They're amazing. <laughs> they read God's word and do what he asks of them, obedience. God asks us to forgive those. And you can tell who they are. They are light. They kind of, like, you imagine them skipping through life. Like, nothing's, they don't have a care in the world. They're joyful. They're happy. They're not burdened. And they're always thinking of others. They're not inward focus. They have this amazing perspective. It's wise. They're wisdom. And it's, they're strong. They're not a pushover, but they're strong. They have a soft heart and thick skin. And then you come across people who say they've forgiven. And they're like, oh, I have so forgiven that person. Yeah, they, they did this to me last week, but you know, I've, I've really forgiven them. Yeah, they actually really hurt me. And it's just like, I just feel like I need to talk about it a lot longer. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I really forgave that person about, um, they hurt me 10 years ago. They're forgiven, but man, I won't forget what they did. And you're kind of like, I don't think you've forgiven. <laughs> And you can kind of tell this when it comes out in conversations. And it's, it's usually repetitive. They always find some way to talk about it, to talk about the wounding, to talk about the hurt, and they can't let it go. And the fruit of their life shows that there's still some unforgiveness that they haven't dealt with. And then there's some people that just don't forgive. They're like, nope, not forgiving. Plain and simple. I'm holding a grudge, and I'm always going to remember what you did to me and you're never going to hurt me again. And that posture of heart truly grieves, grieves me because of the bondage it creates in that individual's life. So let me put a disclaimer in here before I really dive in. I'm not in a place of judgment tonight. I'm not standing in the place of judgment. That will never be my position. I'm not here to make light of any situation that you have gone through in your life. Truly, I don't... I don't know the situations that have happened to you. I don't know the hurts that you have walked through. And so all I'm here to do tonight is to speak the word of God and the living word and encourage your heart to open to his voice. I truly want your hearts to be well. I'm all about the heart. And I want you guys to hold any bitterness in them because scripture says to keep your heart, pay attention to the welfare of it. So tonight my message is going to be in two parts, because the more I studied about forgiveness, the more I realized there's so many different angles to approach it on. There's, it's so deep. So I'd encourage you guys, um, don't just listen to my words. I would go to the living word, which is right down on the floor. I forgot it on the floor, but it's the Bible. I would encourage you guys to read the word of God. You can take my words. Oh, thanks, babe. That's my husband. I wasn't. I was not actually going to make reference to him tonight, but. When you walk up here like that, just kidding. <laughs> okay. But honestly, back to focus. Honestly, I would really recommend you guys read this. Don't just come and take my words. Don't just listen to all the podcasts out there. Don't go read all the books. If you're not reading this, you're missing out. This is the living word of God, and it will change your life. So that's where I'm preaching from. Okay. So... Study it for yourself about forgiveness, because it's huge, it's vast, but tonight I'm going to break it down into two parts. First part is love one another. It's the character change when we accept Christ, and we live out the virtues of God we are called to. Second part is the pure heart. How do we take care of our heart when hurt happens to us? And then at the end, I'm going to try to tie it all together, and we'll see what the Holy Spirit does. 
So as Christ followers, living in Christ, and he is in you, we are called to be image bearers of him and reveal him to the world. We reflect him and his ways to those around us by the way we live. We know this is our purpose. And the word says that we are priests, we are kings. This is a higher calling, a royal way of living. So if our lives are to reflect him, how do we live in regards to forgiveness? Well, I am glad you asked. So let us open the Bible to Colossians 3, 12 to 17. It's going to be on the screen because I'm reading the Passion Translation. So stick with me because I felt like God really wanted me to read this whole section. Okay. You are always and dearly loved by God. So I think we can just go home now (laughs) because that's a really good statement. So robe, royal, robe yourself with the virtues of God since you have been divinely chosen to be holy. Be merciful to endeavor to understand others. That's perspective. Be compassionate. Have a soft heart. Showing kindness towards all. All. Even those that have hurt you. Be gentle and humble. Unoffendable in your patience with others. So this one line here, unoffendable in your patience with others, it was written for me. (laughs) Directly, just... FYI, tolerate the weakness of those in the family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release this same gift of forgiveness to them. For love is supreme and must flow through, every, through each of these virtues I love this line. Love becomes the mark of true maturity. Let your heart be always guided by the peace of the anointed one who called you to peace. Not strife, peace. As part of his one body and always be thankful. Let the word of Christ live in you richly, flooding you with all wisdom. Apply the scriptures as you teach and instruct one another with psalms and with festive praises with prophetic songs given to you spontaneously by the Spirit, so sing to God with all your hearts. Let every activity, forgiveness is an activity, of your lives and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of the Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, and bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. I was going to take this lid off before I got up here, but anyways... So this section of um, scripture is so meaty. We could take one line and preach days on it. I felt to read the whole part because it's all-encompassing. Be merciful, full of compassion, showing kindness. Be gentle, be humble, unoffendable. Tolerate the weakness, forgive. Give the gift of forgiveness. And it's a holistic way of living. It's a posture of our heart. And it's the way that Jesus lived and is today and who he is tomorrow. We have been given this gift And this beautiful gift is forgiveness. Us, sinners, were forgiven by Jesus. So let's take it back a few years to the cross. When Christ died on the cross, he took it all for you. He took it for me. And this is such a powerful thing that I don't want to truly rush through it. But it's just sometimes like sit with that at home. Christ died on the cross and he took all of it for me. 
And we can't forget it. And he, he took my betrayal of him. He took your betrayal of him. He took your sin, my sin, your cursing, my cursing, your denial, my denial, sickness, pain, hopelessness, everything. He took it on the cross. He died for us. And this was an action of forgiveness from him. This action was love. And his last words were to God, were to God, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Forgive them. Forgive you. And forgive me. Think of it. This is the identity that we walk in, is that we are forgiven. And some of us don't walk in this revelation. We're Christians, but we don't walk in this revelation. We've accepted Christ into our life, but somehow this identity hasn't sunk in yet. And the identity that he put us in right standing with his Father still has to be revealed to us as children of God. And here's what I wonder as I started to prep this. For those of us who have a very hard time understanding and receiving this gift of forgiveness into our lives, is it harder for us to forgive others? How can we give a gift of forgiveness to others when we ourselves haven't even received the gift of forgiveness from our Father in heaven? Do you see it? Because we don't know how to receive forgiveness. We don't think we are worthy of forgiveness. We feel the need to be under punishment because that is all we have known. So then we punish others when they hurt us. We're not worthy, so they're not worthy. I once made a choice in my life, nothing drastic, don't be alarmed, that wasn't the best for me. And I felt awful because I knew better. And I knew that God had forgiven me because, because I repented to him and I asked him for his forgiveness. But I started to punish myself inwardly, in my mind. And it was so crazy because I remember saying, I need to punish myself because I know God won't. And as I was reflecting after the fact, I was like, this is the weirdest mindset to have, that I still need to punish myself when I make a mistake, knowing that I've repented and asked God to forgive me. It was how I was raised, you were raised, we were punished, but we all know that our choices do have consequences. But for some reason, I still felt the need to punish myself, to hold myself under shame. But God doesn't operate that way. He disciplines us because he loves us, but he doesn't hold shame over us and he forgives us and he forgave us through the cross, through his son. And the most beautiful gift given to mankind. I wish we knew the weight of this. Truly I do. And I wish that we would receive this revelation so we would know how to extend the same gift to others. And this act of forgiveness from the Father needs to become part of our foundation of our lives. We are saved by death and the resurrection of Jesus, an act to put us in right standing with God. And in that moment, we were marked with love. So now our job is to go ahead and mark others with the same love. This reflects Christ to the world. Paul, the author of Colossians instructs us 
because you yourself have been forgiven, you must forgive as well. And some of you in the crowd tonight are probably thinking, thanks for the advice, Paul. (laughs) And inside you want to scream and you want to say, "Um, hey, Paul, you don't know what I've been through, how I've been hurt. You don't know. And we can all shout out to Paul our different stories. Some of us may say, You don't know that I've been abused and beaten and slapped around. You don't know, Paul. And you expect me to forgive? Some others in the room might say, you don't know. I've been raped or sexually abused. You don't know, Paul. Or some of you in the room might say, I've been cheated out of things and lied to, betrayed, bullied, shamed. I've been embarrassed and disrespected and overlooked and slandered. You don't know, Paul. Hey, Paul, you don't know the wounding and the anger. And some of you actually might go on deeper in your spirits and say, hey, Jesus, you don't know the pain and you're asking me to forgive 70 times seven? How? And some of you might just say, Angela, you don't know my heart. It's hurting. And you're telling me tonight I need to forgive. You don't know. I don't know. But Jesus knows. He does. He truly does. And I can say to you all tonight, you don't know my story. But Jesus has continually asked me to forgive. And with his help, key, I have. And the freedom it has brought to my life is huge. And my ability to grow in love for others, which is continual, is growing. Even as I was prepping this message, and even tonight in worship, Jesus was showing me people, hey, I'm asking you to forgive them. There are times when I thought I had forgiven somebody, but it kept coming back up, and I was like, I thought I had forgiven that person. But in those moments, I knew I had to forgive again until it was completely gone. To the point when I see these people in my life, I no longer see the hurt they caused me. Jesus knows. And his heart for you is for you not to remain in your pain. But through healing, he wants to set you free so you can soar. But it all starts with forgiveness. You can't be healed if you hold on to unforgiveness. Forgiveness is the key. It's the start of the healing process. And God wouldn't put this way of living in his word if it was impossible to live out. So it's possible It's not easy to live as a Christian, to be Christ followers, to be honest. We have to be disciplined. It's because we are called to a higher way of living and forgiving those who hurt us. Some of us think it's easier not to forgive and just to sit in the pain. But in the long run, we all know it's not. But Jesus knows what the act of forgiveness can do for you and for the individual who has caused this. Maybe reconciliation. 
And I say that lightly because we all need wisdom. I'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> I heard this amazing story by, um, on a podcast a couple weeks ago by Robert Ferguson. He's the teaching pastor at Hillsong. And he was talking about, he was preaching at a service in the UK. And as, during ministry time, he saw a lady down the front and she had her hand on her stomach and he was so drawn to her. And he's like, oh, I've got to go pray for that lady. So he jumps off the stage and about to put his hand on her stomach. And he's like, oh, might be a bit inappropriate. <laughs> So he like looks around the room, looks, looks, and then he sees, he's drawn to this lady at the very far back, and he's like, that's weird. So he runs over to the lady, and he grabs the lady to bring her over to use her hand to put on the lady's hand for healing. And he brings this lady to, to this other lady, and she puts her hand, and the minute he put, brought them together, they just burst into tears. And he didn't have time to ask. He just grabbed her hand, put it on the lady's stomach, and, and prayed, and afterwards, he found out that it was her daughter that, he, that they had fallen out of relationship six months prior. In that moment, the two were reconciled. The lady was healed of stomach cancer. Yeah. You could preach on that little story for so long. There's so much in there. But God is so for reconciliation. And that comes through forgiveness. So now the pure heart. Proverbs 4.23 reads, So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from it flows the wellspring of life. There's something so powerful when we keep our hearts. And I'm not saying keep them um, walled up. <laughs> Definitely not. But I'm telling you to keep them soft and pure. Keep them free from pain. Keep them free from hurt. Keep them free from unforgiveness. Matthew says that when our hearts are pure, then our eyes will see more and more of God. When pain does come, because it will, we keep our hearts and our innermost being by running to Jesus. Bring it to him. Wrestle through all your emotions of being hurt, of being accused, of being abused, wrestle them all out with Jesus. Some, depending on how deep it goes, might need to go to counseling. But this is how you keep your heart. It takes time. It may be quick at times, but work on your heart, and it might be longer. And you need to create a pattern of taking your pain to Jesus, taking your wound to him, taking your hurt to him. And you need to pray. You need to pray. And the more you create this rhythm in your life, the more you develop the soft heart, thick skin vibe. And we have to guard our heart and be careful to not let anything set root in that is not of God. When we don't work on our hearts and we let the unforgiveness set in, we let it stay there, we let the pain get there, we let it fester, we let it grow, we don't keep them healthy. Our hearts aren't healthy and we store up unforgiveness. And what happens with undealt, undealt with forgiveness. It takes root. And what grows? Bitterness. And if I can tell you anything tonight, that is do not allow bitterness to set in in your life. It will affect every part of your life. You'll become cynical. You see the world through this distorted viewpoint and it's a victim view. It allows it also affects your physical health. 
And researchers have proven this, that bitterness, unforgiveness can increase your chances of depression, anxiety, sleep deprivation, constant worrying, suppressed anger, low self-esteem, blood pressure issues, heart disease. And they also say that 61% of cancer patients have forgiveness issues. I don't say this to make you fearful. (laughs) I'm just saying how the world has actually seen how important forgiveness is. Unforgiveness can affect your body and your health. So when it says guard your affections for they affect all that you are, it's your, the holistic, it's your body, your mind, your emotions, your spirit. It doesn't allow you to fully see what God is doing in you and through you and around you because it's distorted your view. So the how-to. You're sitting there and saying, thanks for the info, Ange, but how do I do this? Well, this is what I've learned in my life so far. You forgive because you have an understanding, a perspective. Remember in Colossians, it read, be merciful to endeavor to understand others. So we have an understanding that people are broken and are in pain themselves. We live in a sinful world, and where there is sin, there is pain. Everyone is crying out for love and are in desperate need of true love and true identity, and it can only be found in Jesus. We forgive because people make mistakes, plain and simple. Sometimes people are in bondage more than others, and they just hurt people. We forgive because we love, we see through the eyes of love. We forgive because we have been forgiven. And it's an obedience. And here's the practical how-to. You might have a current situation right now that you, it's coming right to your mind or the Holy Spirit is starting to highlight something to you, a situation or a person. So I'd, I'd ask you after the service, we're going to have some ministry time, but even going home, depending on how deep this wound is, this is how I do it. I will meet with God, me and him, and sit with him. I just sit in his presence and be silent and listen to his voice. And then I'd tell him my thoughts. I might complain a little. I might whine, show him my emotions, my hurt, my pain. It's all good. He's safe. He can handle it. And then I'd listen and wait for him to speak. And then I'd ask God for his strength to help me make the next choice, and that choice is to forgive. It's a hard choice, but we need to forgive. And so in that moment, whoever was on my heart and my mind, my frustration, I would say I forgive so-and-so for so-and-so. And then I'd release them into God's care. And you may need to do this daily. You will No, because if the individual experience keeps coming up over and over, it's the Holy Spirit telling you that he needs to continue to set you free from this because he needs to go deeper. And then I'd ask God to come in and heal those areas of wounding and pain and even just to give me perspective to overcome. 
Sometimes you may need to pray in the spirit, in tongues, for the things to break. I had a friend who was dealing with something that she thought she had actually uh, overcome by forgiving this individual. And it was just a process of a couple years, and she forgave her and forgave her, and uh, she thought she was done. And then one day, it just like kept on coming back up. Like She called it like, this monster. It was like hiding, and all of a sudden, it like, roar at her. And she couldn't break free, and she was so frustrated, and she was doing everything that the Lord had asked her to. So she went to one of her mentors, and she asked her, what am I supposed to do in this moment? And she said, I actually think you have to just pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues. And she did that for a couple hours that day, and it broke, and it never came back. And so for some of you in this room, you don't really know what praying in the Spirit is or praying in tongues. Um, our team is here after the service, and I'd encourage you to come and talk to us about it. Um, I, I value that gift that God's given me to be able to pray in the Spirit. It's so helpful. And the other thing, which might be a little bit awkward for you, is to actually pray for the person that's hurt you. It's going to be hard, if, depending on what it is. But see, when you pray for someone, you start to have this heart for them. It's crazy. Because when you pray for somebody, you start to actually get the heart of God for that person. And when you have the heart of God for that person, you actually want to see them set free. That's the Christian life. That's the way of Jesus. We are going to actually watch a short clip. And it was trending on social media last month. And it's about this guy, Brant, who forgave his brother's killer. And it was in court. And when I saw this, the only thing, the only reaction I had to, I said to myself, well, ain't that Jesus? Because that's how Jesus teaches us. That's our model. So you can watch the video.
What you didn't see after that video was after the boy hugged the lady, the judge then came down and she hugged the mother of the one that was killed. And then the judge went over to the accused and hugged her, gave her a Bible and said, read these scriptures. That's love in action. That's forgiveness. That boy actually knows the power of the gift of forgiveness that was given to him, so he now knows how to give it to someone else. Matthew 5, 8, that when our hearts are pure, then our eyes will see more and more of God. This is so powerful. When we take care of our hearts, when we forgive and pray for the person, we start to see how God sees them. We learn that Jesus died for them as well, and we start to hear God's thoughts for them. We may see his plans for them, their purpose, and that is what this guy did. I am sure he had to grieve his brother's death. He's not a robot. He also had to go through all the stages of grief. You can see that he wrestled through it all, and he kept his heart before God because the wellspring of his heart, the outflow, was forgiveness. So that indicates to me that that guy has a good heart. He's kept it well. He actually understands the full circle of forgiveness. And I imagine there will still be moments that will rise up in his life where anger rises up and, and pain. And he'll still have the responsibility to release forgiveness again in those moments. It's such a beautiful picture of forgiveness. Dare I say that forgiveness might go to the extreme of wanting more of God's mercy to impact that person's life than our human form of judgment. Like the guy said, I don't even know if I want you to go to jail. Freedom, because that's what Christ has done for us. So to close, you need to forgive. Why? Because God asks you to. It's the way of his kingdom. Is it difficult? For sure. And you may have to do it over and over depending on the pain. Is it possible? Most definitely. Jesus left us the Holy Spirit to be our helper here on earth, and he is more than willing to help you forgive and to heal. See, the Holy Spirit wants to reflect the Father and Jesus in the kingdom of God, and that is through unity and reconciliation and forgiveness. It's through marking others with love. Do I need to trust this individual again? Not necessarily. What? <laughs> yeah. I heard a preacher say, we are commanded to forgive, but we are not commanded to trust. That takes time. 
and that is earned. So I'm not telling you to go back into an abusive relationship. Please hear my heart. You do need to forgive, but be wise. I ask you all to stand. I want to read this scripture over you. It's out of Ephesians 3. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend, to fully understand with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. That did not make sense to the world. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And being filled with the fullness of God means being filled with forgiveness. Because that is God. So right now during ministry time, I'd actually ask the ministry team to come forward. I'm, I'm not going to ask you guys to conjure up events in your life. I don't think that that's healthy. Don't go searching deep down inside because the Holy Spirit is, uh, he's creative enough to bring it to memory, what you need to be, what you need to forgive. So I ask you all to close your eyes. And in your hearts, I'd ask you to ask the Holy Spirit, is there anyone that you need to forgive? Some of you already know who it is. See, if there is any anxiety in your life or any depression or anything that I had read before, if there's any of that in your life, just ask the Holy Spirit, is this because of unforgiveness? He might say no, but he might say yes. The discipline of forgiveness is what we need to do, but we need the Holy Spirit to show us the people we need to forgive, the events. So let's just take a moment and ask him. Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this place that you would have your way in this room and in every individual that's here. God, I pray for every person right now that you're speaking to with who they have to forgive. They might, it might be themselves they have to forgive. They might need to go to a brother or a sister and ask forgiveness. But Lord, I am so thankful that we can come to you and ask for forgiveness. I am so thankful, God, that your mercy is great. 
I thank you, God, that you're not a God of shame, but you're a God of life. You're a God that wants to see us do well in our hearts and in our lives. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for the gift of forgiveness. And if there's any person in this room today who hasn't received that gift, or they partially received it, it is available for you. And Jesus wants you to know the true revelation of this gift. It's a gift of life, everlasting life. And to those in this room who have received the gift of forgiveness, you need to be obedient and forgive those in your life. So I'd invite you in this room, if you want somebody to pray with you, if you feel like there's someone on your heart you need to forgive and you can't do it alone, I'd encourage you to come forward for prayer. And to those in the room, you might turn to a friend and ask them to pray with you, to help you, to pray with you to forgive someone. If there's people in this room that you're actually out of sorts with someone else in this room, I'd actually ask you to go and meet with them and ask for forgiveness, repent. It's family, we forgive. So we're gonna go into a time of worship and just continue to talk to the Holy Spirit this week regarding your hearts. Check your heart, see how it's doing. Is it tender, is it soft, is it full of compassion? If it's hard, you know you need to forgive.